Hello, and welcome to episode 93 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. In this week's podcast, Sean and I are going to discuss the topic of communication. So with that, let's start the show. Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Les. How are you this fine Thursday? I am doing pretty good. Coming up on Easter weekend, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be driving up and uh, seeing the family. So should be That's fun. Good. That's yep. good. Yeah, yep, yep. Can, can and also also celebrate my daughter's birthday. So, what? Yeah. yeah, her her birthday's on the thirtieth. So, yep. Very good. Yeah. So so looking forward to the weekend, but um, before that. We have an interesting topic we want to cover. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell me about it? Yeah, sure. So I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking that we should talk about communication. Um, and I guess to, to frame it out a little bit, um, I want to kind of discuss the different types of communication and the appropriateness of, of how those communications should be handled, what to do, what not to do. Um, as we see it now, of course, we're not, um, I'm sure there's probably communication experts out there. We are not communication experts, uh, but it is something we as leaders, I think, try to work on constantly, um, because it's so important. Um, I'll even tell you that one of our, one of our strategic objectives, kind of a a minor strategic objective uh, for last year was that topic. Exactly communication, how to communicate, proper communication, what not to do in a meeting or what not to do when you are communicating with somebody across email. Yeah. So, that, yeah. So I think that's a good topic to bring up. Well, and I think that that's, that's very mature of your company to uh, put that as such an important highlight that you put it in your strategic objectives. Uh, yeah, I know. And you think that's overkill saying, oh, it's a strategic ob- objective. Well, not really. If people can't get along or if people don't understand what they need to do, then you are kind of running on a treadmill and not going anywhere. So that's right. why we think it's very important. Well, and I think it's very important and, you know, all companies should take it seriously. So mm-hmm. one of the reasons I think that communication is something you should take very seriously is because without clear communication, um, people are going in directions that you may or may not want them to go in. Um, you know, I, I, and I think that, uh, you've got to make sure that people understand where you want to go. Well, yes. Yeah. That's, that's the first thing where, where you want to go. And even, even down to the daily activity, if, if they're working on something for you, you want them to make sure they understand what that deliverable is. Otherwise they've wasted their time, not giving you what you wanted. And now you have to go and have that product generated again with with some angst because you didn't get it the first time but then again whose fault was that it most likely was you as the as the leader of the group and not being clear as to what you wanted right so you know somebody in our past life used to use a certain word that kind of makes my teeth kind of grind a little bit uh just because uh this person used it so much and this person knows who they are and they can call me if they want to uh, talk to me about it. <laughs> but the word specificity, being specific, 
you know, I, I'm not sure I like the word specificity, but they used to use that word all the time. It about drove me nuts. But right. at the root, there's a point. And I think the point is a valid point. I see so much communication where people are vague. They're not specific. They don't lay out enough detail. And they try to skirt by with as little information as possible which causes all kinds of angst, uh, all kinds of problems. And I know why people don't want to give specifics. It's because they feel as though they're painting themselves in a corner. Well, you know, and, and well, I guess we should be specific about what kind of specifics we're talking about. You, sure. You, you, we have to be clear. And, and the words that I like to use are clear and concise. Cause, oh, I like uh, that better. I'll even, I'll even just say if uh, we, we think back to that person, he was not concise in his description of his specificity and he can call you too he can call me anytime anytime <laughs> but anyway no doubt <laughs> um anyways but, uh, yeah but you got to be you got to be specific i mean painting yourself in a corner that's 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 an interesting thought because you must have experienced something that led you to believe that that could be the outcome of being specific Right. Um, I, you, and I you don't must like have be, gotten burned in some way. Yeah. I, and I don't like to be Pollyanna that, you know, by saying, well, people should know what their job is. They know they should know what their their boundaries are. The the boss should know what their capabilities are. And in a task, if it is explained clearly and concisely, then the person should be able to do that task within the bounds and the skills that they have and provide you with what you expect. And I don't know. I keep going back to, to the boss. And, and I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind taking, taking the bullet because if, if, if something doesn't go right, I know that I could do better and I could be better in helping my people make sure that they get their job done the way, the way I need their output to be. You know what I mean? Right. And, sure. and, and, oh, you know, I just, I remember, yeah, when I was a kid or whatever, my mother would, ah, quit being a martyr. You know, you, but it's not being a martyr. It's, it's, you, you want to, you want to train people to get their, their output, their, their work done high quality and as quickly as necessary. And you don't want to always have to harp. Right. So that's why I don't mind thinking in that, in that frame of mind where, all right, well, I've, I think I'm clear. I think they understand what they want. They should have the ability. And it's within their boundaries. I should get it. And if, right. if, if I don't, and I've got an example that I talked about over lunch today that, that I'm playing out with a specific group tomorrow. It'll play out tomorrow. And if, if it doesn't get done, then I know that the process is broken. It's not the person being broken. The process is broken. Sure. That's, that's a great example. Um, you know, I think that, um, uh, you know, you bring up several Good points there. That what are you uh, trying to say? I'm scattered. Know, <laughs> no, no. I, I think that um, you know, making sure that people understand what they're supposed to do, and adding that clarity is something we as leaders have got to make sure we do, whether they like it or not. Because um, what we can't have happen is assumptions, because assumptions we that causes all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. We know what assuming does to you, right? Yeah. That was Stripes, the movie Stripes. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. exactly right. Um, but so I think that, um, you know, as we're talking about this communication, there's several areas within communication I think we need to touch on. Um, 
you know, I think the, the, the four main ones that I can think of, I think there's four, you know, is, is face to face conversation, phone calls, emails, uh, meetings. Um, I think those are the four main ones that I wanted to touch on because there's different things that happen in each one of those. I obviously believe that, you know, face to face conversation is the best. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because the other three, especially um, email and uh, room meetings, can can have a lot of clarity issues depending on how well you control the conversation, how well you can type an email, things like that. Um, the the reason you know this topic kind of popped into my head was because um, the clarity or the lack thereof that comes across first in emails. And I think that people have got to uh, get to the point where one, the first thing they do is they ask themselves, should I call or should I email? I think people have literally, they need a bracelet. What should I do first? You know, type of thing, you know, call or email call first. Well, you can't get a hold of them then send an email. Well, I guess but, the, the thing is it kind of, to me, it, it goes both ways. Sure. Okay. Well, well, maybe both places is the right way to put it. You typically send an email so you have something in writing that is, you know, your request. Now, the way you write that email is very important. You know, sure. All, all bold cap red letters isn't a good way to write an email, even if you're well, even if you're asking what they want for lunch. It's not. Like, well, let me clarify one thing. Yeah. If you call them, I'm not suggesting that you don't email them. Well, that's true. Following, I'm, I'm only I'm all, yeah. Following up with an email, I think, is fine. But I think we lose a lot in translation and we lose a lot of time. We lose a lot of energy because of, because people's email boxes are, are full or they don't get to them quick enough or they don't, uh, you know, they ignore them or it goes into a junk basket for some reason, <laughs> junk, junk area for some reason, or they just hit delete because they don't like you. Right. Well, well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here's my rationale by if, if, and I would say, I would say mostly me, I'm, I'm 80% email first. And the reason I do it is I want people to get the, the document that I'm going to ask about. And in my emails, I say, I will call you about this after you've had a chance to review. And so that's why I, I like, I like sending something when I, when I need something from somebody. Sure. You know, when you, when you okay. want, when you want to share information or, I mean, there's, there's different levels. Sure. Do I, do, I don't send, a, I don't send an email to my sales rep and that says, Hey, I'm going to call you because I want to find out who you went to visit this week. I just call them because they, right. they know that answer. They know who they went to visit and what their plan is for next week. You know, how, how this, right. You know. But if I'm going to ask somebody for reports or, or something like that, I will, I will send the note and then I will say in my note, Hey, I will call you to make sure that you understand what I want and when I want it. You know, I think that the reason why I'm reverse of that right now is just due to the fact of the amount of fires and the amount of issues that we're trying to deal with right now. Um, and I, and I feel as though, um, email is just kind of slowing down my ability to get the problem resolved and taken care of. And so maybe that's why I'm defaulting to that right now. If things were maybe uh, a little less chaotic, maybe I would do email first 
and then follow up with a phone well, call. Let's afterwards. go down that path. Let's go down that path. Okay. So are things okay. chaotic for you or chaotic for the people that you are asking actions from? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to default to the answer. Yes. And yes. Now I, I, I think that maybe it feels chaotic for me just because i I'm so ingrained in the, in the environment and what's going on. Um, and that may not be a good thing, but it is what it is. But it's, um, well, being ingrained is one thing is how you manage, how you manage what you do based on the knowledge that you have. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, I think, I think the other, uh, the other thing that concerns me about email is the overuse of email. So on the same, so we had several situations where on the same topic, we were emailing over each other or, you know, around each other. Um, you know, one person would be sending an email while the problem was getting resolved and, well. and that would get somebody upset. And so it, um, there, there's so much, um, uh, wasteful time. That's my other concern. And that was the other reason why I wanted to bring up this topic is was because the communication is so inefficient and ineffective because of the amount of hairs that are on fire. Okay. So let me ask you this question. You know what I'm no, saying? I do. I do. And, and so, I, and, and I am, I, you know, speak for myself. I am pretty rigid on how email communication is and people, it's taking a while, but people understand what I do and when I do it. So, so here's, here's some of the questions that I would have. So when you have a situation, do you put in the two box 15 different people and then don't, no. and then don't put, don't put specific names in the body? You know, Sean, I need you to do that. No, I don't, I but, do but we do have people. Yeah. We do have people that do. So yeah. You got to, you got to so That's that. one of the things. Yeah. That, yeah. So that's one of the things we've got to get corrected is that we've got quite a few people that will either not address just the two for the person that needs to take action and then all the other people CC'd, um, or they will not reference that person in the body of the email and spell out specifically what they're wanting somebody to right. do. And that's that you put you, you put that right phrase on it at the end because people know with me, you know, the somebody and the they's, and the he or she didn't want this or, or they or somebody, holy cow, you have to, as, as, as anybody in the group, you gotta, you have to be specific. Okay. Who's not doing this or who needs to do it? You know, not these vague responses or vague, because what's happening is when people use words like that, they are shifting the responsibility away from them to some other entity that shall not be named. Right. So you, you really have to listen to the world. Well, no, it's named. It's they. Well, yeah, yeah, named by they. But Who's they, they, right? They, they can't be a Nobody knows who they is. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's where, my, my, as a leader, you got to be, you got to say, wait a minute, who, what, and where? Yeah. And, 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 you know, the other one I hate is, of course, copying everybody and their cat and dog on it. You know, that, that one kind of, bugs me a little bit depending on who they're okay, copying. So how do you use now, copy and how do, how do the people in any organization, how do they see the CC? If they're directly, if they're directly involved in it, I copy them. Okay. But, but if they they're no not action. directly involved and they have no action, right. 
Um, but if they're not directly involved, then I don't put them in there. You don't need so, you know, so here's the thing. If I'm working with a sales guy and, and there's a, there's a problem, I don't copy my boss just to copy my boss, but a lot of people do, you know, because they think they, they feel as though things are starting to get out of control. So it's like, Ooh, I better start giving, you know, his boss a heads up because I'm about to, you know, tattletale on him. So I'll have some, (laughs) I'll have some ammo by the time I get there. Uh, Really? Oh boy. You know, it's just like, what are we, what are we six around here? Yeah. Well, and, and it's not, you know, across the board, but it, it's, it's happening in, in, in several places. So So I think that is it your, is it your position then to, to have a, a dialogue with the person who felt it necessary to finally, you know, bring in a boss and just yeah. say, why, why did you think that had to be done? What was the motive behind yeah. it? And let them explain themselves. Yeah. You know? I, and I have not, and I have not done that, but that makes a good point. Yeah. You know? and, and it's not being, so. it's not being uh, challenging, argumentative. You're trying to control everybody's time and communication. So if you think, if you think email is a waste, and if and if somebody in an upper management position now is starting to get CC'd on on emails in the middle of a dialogue, and they're like, "Well, am I supposed to figure this out, or what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to read all the the thread in this to understand what's going on? Why don't I just go call the guy that reports to me and ask him the question? Or why hasn't he walked in exactly. and told me? You know, and exactly. that's and that's the other thing too is if if say your boss gets copied, you know, halfway through a discussion, I would imagine you've kept him or her updated along the way if it's multiple days if it's all in one day then you might not have talked to the person but well some of these yeah some of these things are happening very quickly and that's part of the problem yeah. too well and that's you where know, they're, you they're, gotta, if, if people are talking over each other sending emails over each other people in cc's are responding then then you got to say wait time out let me get the right people on a conference call and get this thing squared away well, I don't know if this is right, but in my mind, there, there's somewhat of a hierarchy to the communication. And that's where I kind of defaulted to, hey, come and talk to me or, hey, pick up the phone. You know, don't make email your first, you know, default to solving something because some of these things are so complex. You can't describe it in an email. And all we're going to do is waste each other time and you're going to fill up other people's emails. So in, in, the, in so, the example that you're thinking of. Is there one person uh-huh. in charge of the pro- the project or the problem, whatever you want to call it? Yeah. So, so, yes. so, so you in your position, I'm sure that's not you that's in charge of it, in charge of getting it done. No, it's okay. not. So you see all these things happening, and you are, and you're copied or directly involved or whatever. You're you're the one that has to say, wait, time out, and you got to be the daddy and say, listen, yeah, you know, little Billy, get these four people together, sit in a room. Little Billy. Get a straight eye. You know, I'm a wise guy. (laughs) (laughs) Little Billy. Little Billy. I mean, I don't know. So, 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 and actually, you got to be the referee. Right. And I I did have to do that a little bit today. Uh, I had a situation where one of the guys was coming over to talk to the other guy that was kind of leading things on our side. And I could see he was over there. And I walked out and said, okay, guys, are y'all playing nice together? (laughs) And and it was a kind of a good thing I walked over there because I kind of was able to keep the peace and make sure things weren't getting out of hand because they were starting to. So, but uh, it all wound up okay. Well, yeah, and I and I still go back I, and I like I like having, not that I really had a quality background, but the the understanding of quality. You, you continue to ask why if there is 
if there is a conflict, you, you, you yeah. just keep digging to the root of what they're trying to get to and what is the hurdle they're trying to get over, you know, and just try to, yeah. it, people are, are, uh, rash are irrational beings. So they're, you know, the fight I've heard, you know, I've heard that saying before. I'm not sure I know what that means. We're irrational. Well, as, first, first, we're irrational, and and uh, I would have to think, you know, just catching me on the uh, on the quick here as to which part of your brain. There's a part of your brain that that uh, reacts first when, and, you, and of course, everybody right. knows about the fight or flight movement, and that's that's kind of the first thing. Even though we've been civilized for tens of thousands of years, well, I don't know, civilized, but anyway, alive for a long <laughs> time or around humans, um, you know, your your amygdala. And that's the part of the brain that gets, and we call it hijacked, if you get into an excitable situation. And you, and, and if your amygdala gets hijacked, you're either going to run or you're going to fight. And a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, bow up and, and, and aren't rational in their thinking on how to get through the situation. If all they can, if all they can do is, is get their blood pumping and their muscles going and shout down, argue down the, the, the other person because they're effectively fighting with that person rather than taking a deep breath and thinking through and finding the right questions to ask. And that's where you, know, you or, or me or somebody in a leadership position has to be the adult and, and calm them down by telling them, take a deep breath and let's yeah. work through what the situation is by, by asking questions and talking about who can do what to get to each next step. Well, and, and in my mind, what you're describing there is the, starting point for a discussion on not today, but for a discussion on, uh, uh, emotional intelligence, you know, how do you elevate, you know, people's emotional intelligence? And so that's some of the conversation that I've started going through with, with some of these people is, you know, what does, what does that look like? You know, and, and utilizing certain situations and say, saying, you know, how could we have done this better? How could we have said this better? You know, how could we have not dropped this, you know, F-bomb or that F-bomb? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with F-bombs. There is, too. <laughs> Especially in a business environment. Okay, sure. <laughs> and don't get me started there. I don't know. And, and I, I'll probably get all kinds of phone calls or emails well, over yeah, that. Well, yeah, who, who knows? And people are, whatever way they are and whatever they believe. But I remember growing up and my mother just did tell me something about, you know, bad language or whatever that I'd say, well, who decided that that was a bad word? Ah, I knew you yeah. were going to say that. <laughs> and I used to tell her she used to, cause I was a wise guy. You know, it's not the word, it's the intent. All right. So if I tell you, in, if in I tell mind. you, cause I used to ask her, well, who, who decided that the word plate was a good, was a good word. So if I say, you know, plate off, <laughs> what's the difference? Well, because the intent doesn't seem as doesn't bad. Doesn't seem as bad. So it's how you receive it, I guess, isn't it? I, I guess. can mean it in the yeah. worst way, but you don't receive it uh -huh. that way. So you know that's another that's another area of communication that we should touch on. It's how the other person yeah, how the true. other person receives communication. Yeah, communication perception. Exactly, and it's a, yeah, it is definitely a two way street. So you write an email, you you know you between you and your buddies, you might you might write emails, bold capital red letters. And it's all fine because right. that's what you guys do. You're terrible typists or whatever. But then you bring that to work. Well, the person at work, they get an email like that. Now they're all offended. But you're well because you're yelling. Exactly. At them, of yeah, right. 
Well, are you really yelling at them? Yeah. No, you just like to have the caps on. You you like the way it looks, and red's your favorite color. You're 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 just a pecker. <laughs> Easy with the language now. <laughs> you know, so you know maybe maybe we should we should give you know a little bit more time in this in this discussion is yeah how do you receive how do you receive communication and should you should should your amygdala get hijacked because somebody says something to you. That's a great point. That and that was part of what I saw today was somebody getting hijacked and going off the deep end uh because they were well, they were hijacked, like you're saying. Right, but and that's where emotional yeah. intelligence does come in to realize that that it's not a physical attack on you because somebody said, Hey, you didn't get me that report. You know? Right. Could they have said it better? Absolutely. Could you have received it better? Absolutely. You know? So it goes, it goes both ways that the person receiving the communication can ask questions as to, you know, why the asker of the question or the, the requester of the information is taking that tone. And people, I think people are afraid to offend people. They're afraid to offend other people so much that they, that they are offended themselves and then go off and brood and cause all kinds of other trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead yeah, of, instead of directly talking to somebody. Point. And saying, hey, what, what you really like, are you yelling at me because of this? You know, I'll bet you nine times out of 10, you know, the person on the other side would say, no, I'm not yelling at you. I was just, I just needed it really quickly. Okay, fine. We'll just, well, but see, now you're, now you're making my case as to why I make the phone call first. Because nine times out of 10, if I make the phone call, it's usually not as bad as it seemed, or we can work it out, yeah. or it really doesn't blow up from there. Um, now, again, we're talking about, you know, communication that is, uh, you can tell that it's heading south. Um, so that's why I'm saying, you know, you pick up the phone call, kind of talk, talk people through it, you know, talk about the problem. You know, you may follow up with an email just to kind of confirm things and say, here's what we decided on. Here's what we discussed. Yeah, you know, here's what we're going, here's our action plan, things like that. But I think that that's, you're kind of making my argument as to why I have defaulted to at times just make the phone call and quit using email so much as a crush. Yeah, there's a time and a place for everything. Because I, in mod in yeah, moderation, I mean, just like chocolate. Isn't that a song? Oh, I'm sure it is. Oh, okay. Probably. <laughs> time and a place for everything. A dog and a beer in uh, a truck. There you go. <laughs> You know, the only other thing I wanted to touch on, and, and we don't have to go into huge detail on this, is that, you know, the other communication is when you've got a room full of people in a meeting. My only thing there is have an agenda. The invite you have has to, to go out with an agenda. Have an agenda. It does. And I, we've gotten so lazy over doing that kind of stuff. And literally, hour-long meetings really should be 15 or 20 minutes long. You know, and quit, you know, going down the rabbit trails and skewing off left and right. Because then those are the same people that go, I just don't have enough time in the day to get this done or that done. I'm like, well, why'd you sit in that meeting for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half when that really could have been a 15, 20 and, minute and meeting? Are, and did you have an why agenda? Are, yeah, why are you going to meetings with no agenda? Why, so you, you get invited to something and you show up not knowing what's going on? Exactly. So my only beef there is just minimize meetings and ensure you have an agenda because those are the biggest time sucker right, in the world. And you have to have meetings. Yeah. You know, you have to have meetings. 
You know, I'm not, I'm not pendulum swinging to the other side saying, well, let's just stop all meetings and have standing hall meetings only. You know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, but I am suggesting that you have an agenda and be specific and get her done. Be cognizant of everybody's time. You know, you you think about a half hour meeting with 10 people, find five, you know, man hours right there. It's five eighths of the day gone for one person. You know, if you just, if you were to add up all the hours and take percentages. So yeah, you don't, you don't want to waste people's times in people's time in a meeting and you want the people that are in the meeting to, to either benefit or contribute to the meeting. You, you, you don't want to invite right. people just so that they can hear what's going on. You can give them a summary afterwards. Like don't. that and, and you can, you can ask people to go ahead and say, Hey, we're done with your section. You can go oh, ahead and go back and all about and pick up on your work. You know, so we yeah. go back. I think everything fundamentally goes back to that lowest, yeah, lowest common denominator planning. Meet, yep. plan to communicate, plan to receive the input, you know, plan to do what you got to do. So I think to to summarize this, I used the word specificity, but you came up with two words that I think were even better. I like and clear they were concise. Clarity, no, not clarity. Yeah. Clear and, oh, clear, clear and concise. concise. Clear, clarity, clear and concise. Okay. I like that. So communication, be clear and concise. I think that that's probably Receive, a good right starting there. point. And clear, concise, communication. There you go. Oh, nice. Well, with that, why don't we go ahead and uh, put a bow tie on this and clearly wrap and it concisely up. finish wrap this. Wrap it up. There you go. <laughs> um, oh, I hope that uh, everybody enjoyed this uh, conversation on communication. And uh, we will be back with you hopefully next week and see what we'll talk about then. John, you take care. Good night. Yep. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of man versus business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit SigmaTree.co to see our other podcasts our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.